into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to our returning semifinalist, one of the six survivors of the 2020 tournament proper, hoping to stake his claim on one of the two spots in the finals. Here he is. You know him. You love him. Cheyenne Fletcher. Cheyenne, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing just fine and dandy. Now you, sir, were... Uh, in by the skin of your teeth, tying with Heather Hurley for the final spot, the uh, proverbial 5-6 seed uh, tie break that didn't need to be tie broken, which is good. But uh, how you feeling uh, making it this far and uh, the, the prospects of what lies ahead? Uh, I feel lucky and excited. And I'm still beating myself up for my miss. I, like, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. <laughs> Well, good news, good news for you, sir. Uh, the top two scores of the six semifinalists will move on to our finals, but it is a clean slate. Uh, the scores from the previous round matter not going forward, except in the case of a tie. In the case of a tie, the first tiebreaker will be uh, the score in the qualifying rounds. But, uh, you know, other than that, plenty of opportunity here for you to uh, stake your claim. We're all starting from zero. All right. Tabula rasa, if you will. <laughs> I have sure. a feeling uh, with some of the people I'm going up against, I might need my points carried over, but we'll see. Well, we, sh we, we should, well, you know, if everyone's points carried over, sir, <laughs> they'd be ahead of you. That's kind of the point here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that I think I need them. Yeah, they don't oh, need just them. you, just <laughs> yeah. you, special treatment. Yeah. I see what's going on here. Cheyenne, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, remind them who they're listening to. I mean, uh, we, we've already been entertained by your unbridled optimism, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, Cheyenne Fletcher, uh, married to my wonderful wife Amanda for 20 and a half years now. Uh, I've got two kids, which is crazy. Trying to teach my 16-year-old uh, to drive is, I am almost positive, going to be the death of me. He is so bad at it. I don't know how we let these people on the roads. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, homeschooling them right now, hoping to get back to uh, hosting live trivia again. So... And been having a lot of fun with lots of the uh, trivia that is available. I've met up with a group of people, and we play, like, on average, four to five live stream trivia games a night, which is a lot of fun. So you are all warmed up and ready to go. That's what you're trying to tell me here. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, We'll see. I just, I just hope if you, do, if you do make it to the next round, I hope uh, that the death of you doesn't come before we record that episode. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, hands on 10 and 2. Uh, let us go over what's going on here. Those of you who have been listening to the tournament proper up until now, you all know how this works. We've got several sets of questions that have been chosen at random from a pre-prepared set. We've got the this, that, and the other. We've got the fungo three of a kind. We've got the guillotine. All of those have been randomly selected from others I have written. Today's other questions, well, they are going to be inspired by something that my guest will give me later on. We'll get to that shortly, but let's kick this off. The tried and true, the way we start all of these episodes, the this, that, and the other. Cheyenne, are you ready? Uh, yeah. All right, you know how this works. I'm going to give you three categories. Then I'm going to read off a list of ten items for each item that you can correctly place in its appropriate category. You will receive one spiffy point. However, you must be careful because some items may, in fact, fit in multiple categories, in which case you'll only get the point if you correctly state all of the categories into which that item fits. Two things I promise you, Cheyenne. Each item does fit in at least one category. No shenanigans in that regard. And game theory, it is not going to help you. All 10 items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options. So if you think one category has been light, it may just be that way. Uh, you got all that? I do. Okay. Let us go over the categories then for your game. Good luck, sir. Category one, the this Massachusetts-based schools. Schools in the state, or more perfectly, I suppose, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Massachusetts schools. Right as you're this. You're that chocolate bars. Chocolate bars. All right. A little candy for the soul there. And the other Royal Navy ships from film. Royal Navy ships. Those HMSs from film. Okay. So is this the time where we get to replace one of these three with another option? Uh, no. No, that's okay. not how this works. That is not how it works. That is not something I promised you. Uh, <laughs> so, Massachusetts schools, uh, chocolate bars, Royal Navy ships from film. Uh, caveat on that last category there is that some of these ships may exist in real life. Uh, they may be fictional, but they have indeed appeared in film. Uh, one last thing before we get started, Chai. As you know... I'm going to read these items aloud. I will not be spelling them for you because homophones are fair play in terms of potential multiple categories. Are you ready to give this a go? I, I know you are. I know you are. And Yep, I'm, let's go. Okay. Item number one, sir. Bounty. Bounty. Well, it's definitely a candy bar. And... Mutiny on the Bounty, I think would be a fictional ship. I don't know of a Massachusetts school called Bounty. So I will go chocolate bars and the royal ships from film. Chocolate bars and royal ships from film. Well, as you correctly stated, Mutiny on the Bounty. A Bounty would be a ship, the HMS Bounty, and Bounty can be a chewy chocolate treat. Correct one point for you. Well done. Item number two. Let's keep the ball rolling. Item two is Heath. Heath. I. It's a chocolate bar. Um. I'm all, you know, like whenever I listen to other people do this, I'm like, just stick to what you know it is. Don't try to go 
shoving stuff in that you don't know. Um, and then I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, that sounds like it could be a school. Yeah, it's, I've never heard of that. Why don't we, you know, but uh, I'm just going to stick with what I know. And I know that a Heath is a chocolate bar, so I'm just sticking with chocolate bar. Well, if you let it get melted, it might stick to you. That would be a chocolate bar and a chocolate bar alone. Well done. Don't let me get in your head. Don't. Good. These these are chosen specifically to get in your head. Two for two. Let's keep going. Item three, Olin. Olin? I, you know, Olin. The, the, the first thing that I was going to do after you said that was, can you spell it? And then I remembered that was one of the very first things he said that you could not do. Um, Olin, I don't remember. I, I can't place an Olin for candy bar or a ship. It might be, it sounds like it could be a school. So I'm going to go just Massachusetts school. Just Massachusetts school is correct. Three for three. I know you're finding it hard to believe, but three for three. Here is item number four, Merrimack. Merrimack. Okay. The Monitor and the Merrimack. Famous naval scuffle. Um, so I'm going to definitely put it on ship. Oh, wait. Surely it was in a movie. You said fictional. Or from film, but not necessarily fictional. I'm sure it's been in a movie of some at some point. Um, Merrimack. Also, I think there's a school called Merrimack. Like, I feel like I know schedules are crazy, but there's always like these like lower, like the Ivy Leagues and some of these smaller schools play basketball on like Friday nights a lot. I feel like if, I'm gonna go. I don't know if it's a math school. I'm pretty sure there's a smaller school called Merrimack. So I'm going to go math schools and ships from film. Math schools and ships from film. Uh, Merrimack. Merrimack. Miss Mary Mac. 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 Well, Tristan. Merrimack is indeed a Massachusetts school. However, I am sorry, sir. Although the Monitor versus the Merrimack is a very famous battle, it's a battle of American ships and not ships from the Royal Navy. Oh, God. It is a civil war battle. Yeah, I know. nothing to do with the UK. Cannot give you the points for it is not a Royal Navy ship. I was worried about that. Ah, indeed. All right, well, you know what? Gird yourself with some Ironsides, and let's move on. Item number five, Harvard. Harvard. Oh, you know, this sounds feels like one of those, like, softballs that you're throwing up there to just hit and all of a sudden you just attack me from behind with something once again like obviously it's a massachusetts school um i can't think of a chocolate bar named harvard if there is a ship from film called harvard i don't know of it and so i'm just gonna go massachusetts school massachusetts school i i think you're right i think harvard's a massachusetts school yes it is of course and nothing else sometimes the softball is just a softball well done four out of the first five let's go into the back end of the this that and the other with item number six clark clark there's definitely a clark bar so we'll go with that um this is where this gets iffy I don't want to shove a Clark into something else. I'm ruling out the shit. I just, I have no, 
connection with the Clark and a ship from film if it's there. I just don't know about it. So that's out. God, they've got so many small little schools. And I'm assuming just not trying to be like overly pedantic or anything. We're talking about like colleges, right? Because like surely there's like a thousand different schools in maths, like high schools and elementary schools. I mean, we're, not talking, we're not talking driving schools. <laughs> okay. I'm mean, like, I'm sure there's something, some sort of educational thing in Massachusetts called Clark, whether it's, you know, pre-K in Worcester or something. I don't know. But uh, I still think there's a Clark school. So I'm going to go mass schools and chocolate bar. Mass schools and chocolate bar is your answer. Well, obviously, there's a wonderful, wonderful chocolate bar named Clark. The question is then, is there a Clark school in Massachusetts? And yes, yes, there is. Clark is also Massachusetts. Well done. Get the points there. A lot of schools in Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not going down to the pre, pre-K level. <laughs> Item number seven, marathon. Marathon. Okay. Definitely a chocolate bar. Actually, two of them, right? Uh, there's the old, like, I think it's like braided caramel or something. There was a U.S. one, and I think it's the Snickers is or was called a marathon bar in the U.K. So we got that. Marathon school. I, I don't, which, once again, trying to keep myself from just shoving things in where I have no clue if they fit. I can't. Marathon doesn't sound like a school. It might be. And the only other marathon I can think of is like the Battle of Marathon. And obviously, yeah, let's just go with Chocolate Bar. Uh, you know, this is a family show. Please stop trying to shove things in where they don't go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not sure if they're going to fit. Uh, yet Marathon will fit in your freezer if you want to freeze it for later. But yes, Marathon is a candy bar. And that is it. Well done. Item number eight, Dauntless. Dauntless? Dauntless. Isn't that like one of the factions from that Shailene Woodley movie? I forgot the name of it. Divergent? <laughs> um Dauntless. Okay, that doesn't seem like it fits a school. I have never heard of the Dauntless chocolate bar. Sounds like it could be a ship. It's got to fit in one of the three. I'm going to go ship from film. Uh, The HMS Dauntless in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Dauntless is indeed a Royal Navy ship from film. Item 9, Avenger. Avenger. Okay, um... Once again, it doesn't sound like a school. If it, is, I mean, just I've never heard of it, and it doesn't sound like one. I can't think of an Avenger chocolate bar either. So I don't know the ship either, but it seems more likely to fit into that category. So I'll go Royal Ship from film. Royal Ship from film. That film would be Billy Bud, an old classic novel put on film a long time ago i suppose you could argue that there might be some sort of pez dispensers or whatnot candy uh, made uh, based on the movie the avengers but no chocolate bars to my knowledge so well done there and our final this that or the other item 10 butterfinger butterfinger okay well it's a chocolate coated bar so that would count um Butterfinger. It doesn't sound like a school, so I'm going to stay away from that. Um, I don't like. I can't 
place it into a film, it might be who knows, like there could be some like Butterfinger ship in like um, my brain is not working. The Mike Myers, <laughs> I stupidly can't quit thinking of the scene of Michael Rooker and mall rats eating the candy and getting sick right now, which is not going to help me. Uh, I'll just go with chocolate bar. Uh, I mean, you've never heard of Butterfinger State College in Jamaica <laughs> Plain, Massachusetts? No, no, there is no such thing. Uh, <laughs> Butterfinger is just a candy bar. Again, some of these are layups, but you get in your head and uh, you, you start uh, second-guessing yourself. You did not. You avoided the temptation. Nine. Nine out of ten. That's a pretty good start to the game. Uh, how did you do the first time in this category, in the qualifiers? Something similar, eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did you finish? <laughs> Not much higher. All right. <laughs> Except well, I, I got my final, which just fell in my wheelhouse, so it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, we shall see where the wheelhouse falls. Well done. Well done. Yeah, uh, I, I almost did not keep the Merrimack because I was thinking, like, I knew it was Civil War. I just thought maybe it had been, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, it's okay. Put it behind you. Put it behind you. You got nine. Nine out of ten is a very good start to the game. And that was this, that, and the other. It is now time to move on. But before we do, as I said, uh, this, that, and the other. Fungo, guillotine, all pre-written based on random draws of the things. But the other four questions in today's game are going to come based on a submission of a five-letter word from you. You, my hot seat resident, I asked you to prepare a five-letter word for me. Uh, I hope you remember what it is. Uh, what was your five-letter word, and why did you pick it? Really no reason. Like, when you asked for a five-letter word, I was like, you know what? I was, I've was i been trying to read some this year. Like, pick a, like I've found out that I'm not very good at, like, classic literature and stuff like that. So I'm trying to read a bunch of short stories and stuff, and I've been writing down some words from that. There were a couple from there. And I was like, maybe I'll try to think of something clever. I was like, and then I have this word of the day app that pops up. And I was just thinking about the word flout just popped up. I was like, hey, that's five letters. I need to get a word sent. I'm sending flout. <laughs> flout it is, and flout it shall be. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good to just let fate cast it to the wind and see what happens. And thus, we shall see what happens as we prepare for the next portion of the game. Yes, Cheyenne, it's time for the climb. The climb, yes. We are going ahead with uh, Carmela's wonderful suggestion for this part of the game. The climb, five questions where the points climb in value from one for question one all the way up to five for question five. Whether or not the questions also climb in difficulty remains to be seen. <laughs> Your mileage may vary on that hey like you said sometimes they fall in your wheelhouse you never know uh but we're going to proceed here are you ready for your first question worth one point i sure yeah no, we'll, still, call, we'll call it ready yeah okay so, here we go it's, it's adjacent to ready all right here you go now uh, just one caveat before we get going that i'm giving all of my semifinalists here although the questions are based i'm inspired by your word don't overthink it and think that every question has to be spun off from that word. Sometimes the stream of consciousness just goes through from question to question. Sometimes it links back. So don't overthink it and think it has to fit that category. On the other hand, if you are scrambling for a thought and have absolutely nothing to grasp at, don't underthink it and not look back to the word. So, you know, kind of use it, but don't overuse it. Got it? Yeah. Right, good. Just throwing it out there. Here's your question one for one point. 
Cheyenne, in our country, for the most part, I mean, usually, January 2021, perhaps notwithstanding, flouting of the law or ignoring the laws is no bueno and generally frowned upon. Right. And, you know, usually. Uh, We let some of the stuff pass on the 6th, but, you know, we'll see. Now, this is true even when the law is ridiculous on its face. In the state of Oklahoma... According to Title 21 of the Criminal Code, it is illegal to, and I quote, promote, engage in, or be employed at a blank wrestling exhibition or a blank tripping contest. What animals, two different animals, what animals go in those blanks? I will repeat that for you one more time. It is illegal to, quote, promote, engage in or be employed at a blank wrestling exhibition or a blank tripping event. There's an animal, two different animals that go in those blanks. Can you tell me those two animals? Uh, and you want both of these animals. I want both of these animals, but I will be generous if you can come with the two animals and get them uh, flipped. I will, I will still give you the one point. Okay. Oddly enough, I think I know the first one, which it's amazing that they, like, I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit holes that can be Oklahoma. Uh, lots of uh, Oklahoma was put on full display uh, last March due to our wonderful uh, animal keeper, I'll call him. My high school wrestling coach actually had pictures of him in a bar. He was very proud of this wrestling, a muzzled bear. And I believe that they have outlawed that act of wrestling bears in i don't know if it's everywhere but in bars in particular i don't know if they can go arrest you for wrestling a bear out in the wild that's on you and good luck i i can't think of anything other than i knew too many people in high school who would tell stories about going out and participating in the wonderful uh pastime of cow tipping and i believe some of them would like, put things behind the cows, so when you hit them, they would fall over easier. So I'll say cow for the second one. I don't know if that's right. I, those are the only two things I can think of, is bear wrestling and cow tripping slash tipping. So there we go. All right, there you go. What state do you live in? I live in Oklahoma. So, I mean, I hope you... Uh... <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm glad I'm informing you uh, of these laws because I wouldn't want you to get arrested for something so civil. So, uh, yeah, I do believe there is nothing preventing you from uh, from wrestling any type of animal in the wild to save your life. This is specifically uh, related to wrestling exhibitions, which means you're charging tickets and putting on a show. So, uh, yeah, I do think if you go out and uh, you're hunting and uh, one of the one of these animals encounters uh, you and threatens you. I, I think you're allowed to uh, put it in a figure four leg lock if you so desire. No one's gonna. No one's gonna away. That is indeed the bear. Well done there. You got that half of it. Unfortunately, they are very specific about this. This is not. This is not cow tipping. This is horse tripping. Oh. Uh, a, a, oh. Yeah, apparently uh, people like to wager on which direction the uh, the horse will fall, and uh, they frown on that because you know it's well, it's it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, do we really need a reason? It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's yeah. bet on uh, putting animals in bad situations. And... Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, can't give you the points, although you, you came darn close there. Well done on that. And, you know, there's the one-point question. I feel a little freedom to uh, be loosey-goosey with the with the question a little bit there. But uh, good, good on you for the Bears. I mean, uh, who knew? <laughs> the fact that they actually had to put a law on the books for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's they combined like, the two together. Like that—that's what—that's what really tickled me. It's yeah. not like there was a bear section and then a horse section. <laughs> uh, all right, sir. The climb has stalled for now. Let's see if you can keep you uh, moving a little bit higher in altitude with a two-point question. Let's get it into the positive ledger here. Your two-point uh, question: The flute is a heavy metal instrument. Read an ad taken out in Billboard magazine. In 1988, on behalf of what flautist amid a controversy with the band Metallica? It's the spinoff from Flout. I always have preferred Flautas. <laughs> um, Game's not are... over yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I uh, think I know this. I somewhat actually enjoy this band. My wife kind of makes fun of me. She tells me it feels like we're at the Ren Fair. Like, oddly enough, this is probably in reaction, if I remember correctly, Jethro Tull won, like, the first ever, like, heavy metal Grammy or something. And it kind of irked Metallica, I believe, if I'm remembering all this correctly. So that'd be Ian Anderson is who I'm hoping took out this ad. Ian Anderson is your answer. And Cheyenne... You have two points. Well done. Well remembered there. Yes, the first ever Grammy for heavy metal music went to Jethro Tull, uh, which shocked a lot of people uh, <laughs> that they were even nominated. They're not a heavy metal band by any stretch of the imagination, although their sound did get a little bit harder for this particular album. Um, and so in response, uh, I think a little tongue in cheek, uh, <laughs> yeah. the flute is a heavy metal instrument. Uh, but Delic in response, uh, put a, had their company put a warning label on their, on a uh, warning sticker, a little label on their album saying did not win the Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like thinking of songs like jungle in the bungle and thick as a brick <laughs> and like, Oh, not very heavy metal. <laughs> Exit light. Uh, enter two points. Well done. We're going to add those two to the nine you had already. Brings you up to 11. You are in double digits. Huzzah, 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 huzzah. And it is time now for the fungo. Three of a kind. Everyone's favorite fun fungo. Here's how it works, Cheyenne. As you know, three disparate clues all pointing towards the same singular answer. If you get it on the first clue, I'm going to give you three points. If you need two clues to get the answer, two points. And if it takes you all three clues, one point still be headed your way. Of course, three strikes, you're out, and you will get a goose egg. But we don't need to talk about that, because that's not going to happen. Three clues. One of them is a little bit easier uh, shot at you for getting it in one. One of them is a little bit harder to get it in one. And one of them is, you know, 50-50. So I have mixed up those three clues and put them into three categories randomly, A, B, and C. You get to choose which one you would like to uh, go for first. Uh, here's hoping you pick uh, the best one for you, A, B, or C. You know, last time I went A, B, C, and I'm just going to do it again. Let's just see how this goes. So let's go with A first. A, it is. Harper gave it up in 1824. Harper gave it up in 1824. Harper gave it up? Yep. Up in 18. 18- 
Harper. Wow. Harper gave it up in 1824. <laughs> I cannot even like really wrap my head around this. When I think of Harper, I think of Harper's Bazaar, and I think of Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry, but like I feel like that's too early for the whole John Brown at Harper's Ferry stuff. Um, it's just a smidge too early for Ron Harper. What else can there be Harpers for? Harper. Um, I, like for some 1824, that's after I'm trying to get something on time frame in 1824. We'll say slavery. I don't know. Slavery is not correct. We're going to move on to clue number two. Would you like the B or the C? I uh, will just go right. We're climbing from A to C, just like we're climbing from one to five. All right. B it is. Good luck. Here is your clue. Roxy music singer. Oh, of course. I'm so very good at this. Roxy music singer. Oh, Roxy music. Like my brain is like a bit crisscrossing. I'm trying to Roxy music. I can't remember if that's like a song or a band right now. So not my music wheelhouse. And how it could tie to Harper gave it up in 1824. Oh, stupid if this is right. No, that can't be right. Like the only singer I can think of. Like I'm, this is like, I'm really bad at pop culture (laughs) in general. I'm pretty sure Roxy's music is eighties, which is even worse unless it's like EPMD or like Eric B and Rakim or something. Uh, but maybe that was Brian Ferry, and maybe it was Harper's Ferry. I don't really get how, uh, apparently, uh, I'm just going to say Ferry. Ferry is your answer. Uh, Roxy Music, more of a 70s band, although they did stay into the 80s there. Brian Eno, probably one of the more famous names from that, but the lead singer was Brian Ferry. Oh, ferry. Yeah, Harper <laughs> Harper's Ferry was a location. Uh, the location uh, hosted the you know events, but uh, Harper sold the ferry in 1824. But they still called it Harper's Ferry after the fact because they had called it Harper's Ferry for so long previous to that. But he no longer owned the ferry by the time Harper's Ferry became Harper's Ferry as we know it today. So <laughs> wow, I was so close to just saying ferry. Like, I, I don't know why you didn't. I, neither do I. <laughs> the same reason I didn't say Cameron Indoor Stadium last time. Because <laughs> it's oh, an look. arena. <laughs> it only cost you one point. You, you got the two. I'm going to add the two to the 11. That gives you 13. I'm going to give you uh, the clue C just for completionist sake for everyone out there. Uh, clue C was Karen's Craft. That's Karen spelled C-H-A-R-O-N. Karen, of course, is the... Uh, Ferryman of the River Sticks. Okay, C-H- okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have gone C down. Well, yeah. y- you know, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have still said, like, ship or something, right? Like, or, like, canoe. You know, well, that's the thing. I mean, Harper could have, you know, if you didn't know who Harper was, I mean, Bazaar was a very good uh, thought there. I mean, it could have been smoking, for all I know. I mean, some kind of hard gave up smoking. <laughs> Fungo is done. You have 13 points. The climb is going quite well for you, sir. Let's leave base camp and move on up to the four-point question. Here we go. Uh, that last clue that you didn't get to in the uh, Fungo was Karen's Craft. We're going to stick with that as the spinoff. 
The Karen phenomena is something that has reached its peak uh, pretty much in 2020, but it likely got its origin as meaning a white woman doing something unacceptable. In what movie, which was based on a 2002 self-help book from Rosalind Wiseman? Okay, 2002 movie? 2002 self-help book. Self-help book. It was a movie based off of a 2002 self-help book. Correct. We're looking for the origin of the term Karen, meaning a white woman doing something unacceptable. Okay. Uh, movie based off a 2000 self-help book. I would have preferred a question about Rosalind Franklin. I can't. Uh, a white woman doing something she shouldn't. That never happens, right? <laughs> Should just stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, okay. So, uh, like, if I could think of a movie, like right now, it's just coming up with the movie title that sounds like it could be based off of a self-help book. I, I mean, maybe that one movie. Was, I think it was based off of a book. I don't know if it's self-help. I think it was inspirational to some people. Oh, hold on. Now I've got two. I, I would have been so much happier if I had just ended up on one movie that was based off of... Oh, now we've got three. Okay. <laughs> this, this is just derailing. Oh, unstoppable? No. Okay. The things that... At first, I was just like, eat, pray, love. Like, people loved that. Lady traveling around. Then there was that book like the secret turned into a movie i can't i think that's a guy that for some reason then i keep thinking of the giver which i'm just gonna go back to eat pray love i don't know i'm just gonna um i will go with eat pray love and just call it quits okay well you know there's a lot of books out there Certainly. A lot of movies based on books. So, uh, you know, it's 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 broad. So the whole Karen phenomenon, as you know, is uh, really hit its peak here. You know, these privileged white women who want to speak to the manager because someone is being black in their presence and uh, they just will have none of it. They'll call the cops on someone walking a dog or standing too close to their phone or something like that. It's horrific behavior. Uh, and, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere in terms of the, the prevalence of everyone just calling these women Karens, which much to the chagrin of people who are actually named Karen, I'm sure some of them are quite lovely. You know, sociologists who wanted to study the uh, origin of the phrase, they kind of went back and they kind of think they traced it back to this movie based on a 2002 self-help book uh, by Rosalind Wiseman called Queen Bees and Wannabes, which Tina Fey took and made into a comedy called Mean Girls. So if you're from Africa... Why are you white? Oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Could you give us some privacy for like one second? Yeah, so I constantly miss questions, trivia questions about Mean Girls. I think I might need to watch it. You've never seen it? Nope. Oh, well, it's, it's, well, that would be part of the problem there. Uh, it's yeah. very, very, very fine film. Fine film. And, uh, you know, one of these days you'll make fetch happen, I'm sure. <laughs> A little bump on the road. The altitude, you know, you had to slow down your ascent a little bit. But we can still get to the summit. Fear not. 13 points well played so far. And we got a five-pointer ahead. You're ready for your big five-point hoo-ha. Woo! All right, here is your <laughs> hoot nanny. Get your Sherpa. 
<laughs> Here we go. Cheyenne, you know, you can't spell the word flout without FL. So it is time for a return of a very much beloved category here on Beat My Guests. <laughs> Say it with me, folks. Only in Florida. Florida. You thought it was dead and buried. No, no. We are back with another question. Taken, ripped from the headlines. Of I those. actually loved this category. Well, here you go. Then it, then this should be right in your wheelhouse as listening we were discussing. Listening to it. Yeah, I loved listening to it. Oh, well. <laughs> and a lot of people out there are going to be very happy they're not you. Uh, <laughs> here is your only in Florida question for five points. A nearly naked man was arrested after breaking into a Bear Lake school and spending the night within. Police had noticed a broken window on the outside of the school. And they went to investigate, and they were able to find the culprit, thanks to the fact that he had left a trail of what leading into a bathroom. A trail of what? A nearly naked man broke into a school, and they were able to track him down because he had left a trail of something. Not Okay, let me think about it for a while. But while I'm thinking, I will actually... A uh, kid I knew in high school who went on to do, he had some issues after high school. Uh, saw him on the news a couple years after that, and he had uh, robbed a bank and took off on foot. With just, he just had like armfuls of it. And he ran through some yards and stuff and eventually hid in somebody's shed. And they found him asleep in the shed. And the reason they found him was because he was just dropping money the whole way. And literally... <laughs> Left a trail all the way into the shed that he fell asleep in <laughs> by a money trail. Oh. But that does not help me here. Um, but it, I kind of want to say that just because it ties in. But that wouldn't be nearly as fun as what other options there could be. <sighs> wow. I, I don't remember the story. Or maybe I did hear it and I don't remember it. And then whenever you tell me what happened, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I still wish you would ask me about the guy who threw the baby alligator through the fast food window at the people when he was trying to rob it. I, that's like one of my favorite Florida stories I remember reading about. You know, nearly naked. I'm like, I'm like 50-50 here. You said nearly naked. I'm like, well, maybe he just left a trail of clothes behind him. And then he, you know, they found him. Nearly naked, because he got rid of all of his clothes. And then on the flip side, I'm like, I tell this story about this guy that I knew in high school in Oklahoma who left a trail of money, and then if this ends up being money, I'm going to be like, oh, really? Like, that's what's going to happen? Um, but I can't think of anything else, right? Like, like, I'd love it to be like popcorn or Reese's Pieces or something. But, but there's no reason to link that other than E.T. and movie tropes. But... Uh, I'm just going to guess clothes. That he left a trail of clothing and they found him nearly naked. I mean, that makes perfect logical sense, doesn't it? It does. It does, but this is Florida, my friend. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, it doesn't fit for Florida, but... uh, That wouldn't make national news. There's like a thousand other things that it could be that would make more sense for Florida. All right, well, let's, let's... Discuss. So the, uh, the the gentleman, when they found him, uh, he was in the bathroom, and uh, he apparently had spent uh, some time attempting to flush a stapler. 
<laughs> so the uh, the uh, water in the in the bathroom uh, was overflowing because uh, caused damage for trying to flush a stapler as you do. Uh, they they found his clothing. They found his clothing there in the bathroom. Apparently, uh, let's see. How can I put this so as not to completely? All right, if you're eating, you can fast forward. Let's just say he used his clothing in lieu of any Charmin. Yes, I almost went down this path. Yes, it, it entered uh, so, my head. So there was there was a a large collection of uh, traceable stuff in the bathroom, but that did not lead them to the bathroom. No, 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 no. Uh, that was just an unfortunate byproduct. Uh, so number one, we had the stapler. Number two, we had the dirty clothes. <laughs> See what I did there? And for some reason, he had entered the school with a big bucket of something uh, and uh, somehow dropped it, stumbling in around and stepped in it. And so there are all these footprints leading up to the bathroom. They just followed the footprints that he had traipsed his way through the school of cake frosting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I said there were a thousand things. If I guessed, if we sat here and I made a list of a thousand things, that would never, that would have not made the top thousand. Because, you know, when I am craving a little sugary treat, bust into the school and just uh, walk around in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cheyenne. Oh. That's... Staplers and cake frosting. Hey, it's a, it's, it's, it's a five-point fiesta there. Hey, you were doing so well. I don't actually feel bad about the, the difficulty of that one. And I brought back only in Florida for the fans. I'm sure you, you will agree that uh, you would enjoy that question a lot more if you were not in the hot seat right now. <laughs> yeah, enjoy, everybody. I'm glad that you all got to listen. All right. Well, Cheyenne, 13 points. That's a really good score. Uh, but we are not done. As you know, we have one question left. And that question, it's the guillotine. We got the guillotine. Cheyenne, one final question. That's all you're going to get. One answer, that is all that is required. If you get it right, you will double your score right up there to 26. And I will happily do that for you. But that's if you get the question right. If you get the question wrong, hey, no harm, no foul. Score is going to stay exactly the same at 13. And who knows? Maybe 13 alone will be good enough to make it to the top two out of our six semifinals. In which case, you will move on to the final. Who's to say? Time will tell. But, Cheyenne, if you give me an answer that does not fit the category, if I deem it to be a sandbag, or if what is more likely to happen, if you give the wrong answer that I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, it's off with your head, and your score will get chopped in half, and you'll have a half and six. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to happen, but, you know, I'm going to open up the little uh, hole here. You stick your head inside. Raise the... I'm quite the Foley artist. All right. Are you ready for your guillotine question, sir? I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cheyenne, your guillotine question. What television show received the most nominations at the most recent Emmys held in 2020? What television show received the most nominations at the 2020 Emmys, which was the most recent to be telecast, albeit under remote conditions and whatnot? Looking for the show. So the Emmys that were actually held in 2020. 
Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, I really think the only thing to do here is to use a phone-a-friend and <laughs> going to call Jeffrey Seguritan. Now, Jeffrey it would not give you the correct answer, probably, because Jeffrey is one of the six semifinalists here. I'm so. not going to tell him what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 2020 Emmys. So that's 2019 shows. I've just started trying to watch like some Netflix shows and stuff. This is not in my wheelhouse. Um, and I can't remember like when some of the big ones... Did you you just said the most Emmy nominations? The most nominations at the 2020 Emmys. What show had the most nominations at the 2020? Oof, wow. Thanks. I think I watched a TV show in 2019. I can't remember. I think that's like after Game of Thrones and that last season was for a technical term. Uh man. Um I'm I'm just going to have to like throw something out there and I'm sure I'll find the guillotine somehow i'm thinking of two shows and i don't really know where they f- like i've never seen either of them i just know people love both of them and i don't know if what their time frames are on this oh wait oh now see this is another problem like you start thinking of other shows that people just love and then you're like oh maybe it's that and of course i've seen none of them the shows i have in my head is this is us and the good place. And then Shit's Creek just jumped in my head, which I know people love. I'm going to guess good place. The a good place is your answer. So, uh, yeah, the, I take it. You didn't watch the 72nd primetime Emmys. <laughs> no, Since I you were think kind I kind of struggling there to come up with shows. <laughs> Yeah, I think I might have recorded them and then never got around to watching them. So the uh, Good Place certainly is going to qualify for uh, for being a, a non-sandbag answer. I mean, a Good Place, it was its last season, so it was nominated for several Emmys at, at the 2020 Awards. So uh, a good job there, picking a show that actually uh, fits the category. Unfortunately, did not uh, have the most nominations in fact most uh sitcom there there just tend to be more more categories <laughs> that are that are awarded for dramas because i think they get a little bit more into the costumes and the and the and the music a little bit more um, so you're for, telling me the good place is not a drama i'm telling you that yes <laughs> oh i see what's going on here <laughs> yeah uh schitt's creek won everything at the Emmys this year. They they swept all the comedy categories. Everything. All the acting, all the directing, all the writing. Like just the there's seven awards. They won all seven. It's just like, and the winner Shits Creek, and the winner Shits Creek, and the winner Shits Creek, and the winner Shits Creek. It was the Shits Creek show. Uh, which is why a lot of people probably, if they were in your seat right now, probably would have said Shits Creek and would have been wrong because Shits Creek only got fifteen nominations. Uh, and that was not not in the top four. Again, because because dramas just tend to get more nominations we had in second place 20 a little show called the marvelous mrs mazel yeah I've, i haven't seen that one either but in uh, a tie for third we had a netflix show that perhaps you started streaming i don't know starring jason bateman it is called ozark yeah, not yet uh so ozark had 18 and it was tied with our guillotine answer which 
you are very lucky is not the good place. It is uh, Succession. Succession from HBO. Also had yeah. 18 Best Drama nominations and all that good stuff. Won a few awards. But that was not the one with the most nominations. No, the one that had the most nominations also on HBO with 26 because they also had a lot of special effects and stuff. That would be the very fine Watchmen series. Which I really need to watch yes, due to the yes, fact that it's based issue. in the city that I live in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, since you can actually visit uh, the historical uh, Tulsa area and the, oof, the massacre, uh, I'm sure there's museums dedicated to it in yeah, town. Yeah, absolutely. Sorts, yep. And I'm sure, well, you know, plus to you for actually. Uh, just for, for being there, you at least heard about it. Most of us uh, were never taught that in schools, and the first time I heard about it was watching Watchmen going, really, did that really happen? Is that real? Oh, it's real. Crap. Uh, which is just an indictment of American education, quite frankly. Yeah, but, there's crazy history about it. Yeah. Watchmen was the correct answer. Good Place earned you a reprieve from the blade. Succession would have gotten your head chopped off. All of that means, Cheyenne, that you have a final score of 13. So we shall see if that holds up over our last few episodes uh, and see where uh, you are, if you can hang on to that spot in the finals. I hope you're feeling good about that score. I thank you so much for taking another turn in the hot seat. Is there anything you would like to say? We have a bloodless floor. Thank goodness. Uh, The floor, cake frosting and all, is yours. Uh, Yeah, I. the same thing that I say all the time. Please just keep wearing your masks. Wash your hands. Keep your space. Respect people's space. That's about it. And don't flush staplers. I mean, that's just... (laughs) Don't flush staplers. Don't break into schools. Just, you know, leave the Florida out of the Cake frosting properly, you know. There you go, Shane. Thank you so much. You may now leave the hot seat. We may be seeing again. Who knows? If you want to talk to me about any of these questions, you have quibbles, you have questions, you have just recipes. I don't know. Uh, cake cake recipes, that'll work too. At BMG Pod on Twitter. We have our Facebook group, Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. That's always a fun time. Good community there. And patreon.com slash beatmyguest. If you want to support the cause, ain't going to say no to that. Until the next time. Thank you all for listening. Take care and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. <laughs>